0: Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts It is that kind of weird time of the season when there's games on and it's a week away until the next game week and nobody knows what to do but themselves It's a bit like, like after Christmas, between the new year, but in the football sense uh, so I'm here with Jenny, and we're going to talk a bit about the season so far Both in terms of FPL and our seasons and in terms of the Premier League in general And then we're going to have a look at some predictions for players and teams uh, for the second half of the season But Jenny, you're here, good
1: to see you, how are you? I'm very well, thank you mate I mean it's the longest game week ever but I am having a, a, a fun game week So yeah, I'm good, I'm in a playful mood as ever and I've still got loads of players to play. Um, because I've got my captain, I think I've got eight performances still to go. So eight fingers crossed it's gonna be a good one. I think eight performances. performances. I don't want to say eight players, because Havertz counts as two. <laughs> um but yeah, I've got I've got I've got Fulham, I've got Three City, and I've I've got a couple of Chelsea in there as well.
0: Mm. I'll tell you what was a performance, and you gave a bit of a performance as well. Uh, yeah. certain certain uh, Serbian striker getting a yellow card, missing the next oh, game. You were a little be happy was... about that, were
1: not you? it was so much fun like um oh, i'm just trying to there we go um it was a it was an eventful one was was it tuesday was. night was. i had a i had a good view of mitrovic in the first half as he was attacking the end i was sat at and i genuinely thought like when that first couple of minutes he goes down injured he was down for 2 minutes the physios are on mm. players looking at the, the subs are warming up because of it See, if he goes off after two minutes on a double game week, the drama. So I was gutted he didn't go off. Anyway, he then plays on and he's clearly carrying a knock. Like, he's he's not running properly. But he still scores after 10 minutes because that's what he does. And for the whole of the second half, first half, I'm thinking, maybe he goes off at half-time. Mm. Um... Anyway, just before halftime, he gets in the ref's face. He's screaming, he's screaming, he's screaming. And the whole crowd I'm sat around is just like, it's such an obvious booking. No one can fathom that he doesn't get a yellow card. And for me, I'm like, God, nearly went off injured, nearly gets the yellow card, and he scored a goal. This is terrible for me. So in the second half, when he did play on, and he did eventually get booked, which looked like a soft booking, but it was not necessarily an accumulation of fouls, because I think he only made 2,000 in the game. It was the accumulation of him being playing on the edge. He yeah. was playing on the edge the whole game. He was. Um, yeah. And I'm annoyed that the match that they cut, of course, wouldn't feature him screaming the rest face at the end of the first half. But if all the FPL crowd had seen that, they'd have completely got it when I... Tweeted to say that's a fully deserved yellow, and people didn't like that. Of course, they didn't, but I was, uh, I liked, Stir I, the pot. Stir yeah, the pot. <laughs> exactly. Um, so no, it was a fun, it was a fun one, and I obviously feel my re- reaction, which uh, went down like a lead balloon, but I knew it would, but I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, you know, these kind of game weeks are fun, aren't they? I mean, you've, you've
0: got Habert's captain, I've got uh, Pereira captain for some reason because neither of us had Mitrovic and yeah you know it's it's funny like you know you're it, it's where FPL just takes I mean I was out on on Tuesday and and I was kind of like looking at my phone trying to be kind of present in in the moment but the two things I saw were the goal the Mitrovic goal and I was right. like oh that's really bad it's I don't have him in the like captain and then the yellow card later and it was just like a complete <laughs> and it's like as if this is my my football night like, as if I'm excited about yeah. these two stupid events that don't even matter to me at all as a as a Brighton fan although Fulham are doing so well this season along with Brighton Uh, you know battle for the top six might be um, so
1: good that'd be maybe a bit ridiculous um, yeah keeping a clean sheet to a team like Leicester like that's yeah that's notable like you go, go to the King Power it's not an easy fixture you know Leicester were unlucky but they still kept a clean sheet good team yep absolutely because it, it was similar the Mitrovic thing was similar to like the Diego Costa thing a few years ago wasn't it I remember he was
0: on four yellows over Christmas
1: and yeah I remember that he was
0: scoring every week but no one wanted to bring him in because he, he had those four bookings and I had him and, and just kept him and, and was getting the points each week. I was really happy. But it's the opposite way around this time because yeah. I didn't want to get him in exactly the same way because of the, the yellows. Andreas Pereira, what was I thinking? My team is, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, at the moment, I'm just, I'm all over the place. I've, I've made a transfer already. Oh, I, have you? I, I, forgot about, I forgot about the FA Cup games. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I do this, <laughs> You're I a do casual. this <laughs> job. <laughs> it's a full-time job. And I just completely <laughs> forgot what I was doing. I lost my mind. Absolutely lost my mind. Oh, we'll talk about it in a bit. Right, let's yeah. talk about the seasons so far. I mean, I don't even want to, really, because... Oh, know, I do. <laughs> I, I'll bet you do, yeah. We, we do these team sections, uh, obviously, you and I. Uh, I've deliberately not put my rank on the screen. A few people call me out on that. But I'm doing my own team selection video a week. So, you know, let it go. Look,
1: next season when you're beating me, I'm just going to remind you of the fact that your rank doesn't need to go on screen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. well, it will be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we won't
0: spend too long on this because I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that don't really care. But just to give a bit of an overview over our, our two seasons so far. So right. I'm, I'm halfway through Game Week 19 with an overall rank of 1.4 million, uh, which isn't ideal. It's been... Crap since the restart. I was eight hundred and seventy eight K going into that. I thought I could push on. So nearly doubled my rank since then. Harry Kane didn't help, did he? Oh, I didn't know. Harry I mean no one's helping. I'm just the trouble is, is you've got to get players in who score points and I've dodged all all of them. Kulaszewski, Trossard's been awful, Martial's been rubbish up top. Yep. It's just been a nightmare. But I mean my game week one that's where it all just went wrong I mean my, my game week one rank was 5.7 million that was, about, that was about 8 million players or something it was, it was absolutely atrocious um and my highest rank I've been this season is 811,000 which is was in game week 13 it's yeah it's it's not been good My my lowest rank I mean 8.3 million in game week six what happened there Oh God! Oh, look that. was at your that. game week rank was eight point six million. <laughs> look at that! Henderson one, Trent one, DS two, Stoopenley one, Salah captain six, Foden two, Marselli two, Pascal Gross five, Haaland nine, Jesus one, Mitrovic five. God, that was a bad week. Oh wow!
1: Yeah. yeah. God. Okay. Let's not dwell too much uh, on that. Let's take a look at yours. What do they say to win it? You need to be around a million game week rank. If you're a million game week rank for thirty eight game weeks, you'd I win think it. You probably you would win, win it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, you. You
0: know, you're going to have good weeks and bad weeks, but, you know, yeah. The, finding the consistency
1: is is hard. There you are. Uh, you though, you're 470k. I mean, you've dropped off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I take that with a pinch of salt. I reckon I'm more around 300k. If you if you take mm-hmm. into account my eight players still to play okay. anyway performances. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i was around 300k i think before the game week started i've told you as stop telling me these mid game week ranks i don't want to no, know them. Tough, just tell me tough. at the end of the game week
0: that's what i'm here <laughs> for i
1: still find it hard to believe that you don't check your ranks like mid mid game week that is i mean i occasionally lapse right like any <laughs> addict i go through these these, these, these lapses <laughs> i have my vices uh but i try i genuinely try to avoid it and there are very many game weeks that go by without me checking my rank mm. Mid- yeah. mid-game week, yeah.
0: It's, it's I mean, impressive. I mean, you, you've got off to a not a great start. I mean, a slightly better one than me. I mean, 3.2 million uh, game week one. Obviously, you went against some of the, the template players because you're similar to I am. You know, Nico Williams came in. The, it cost us early, didn't yeah. it? I do
1: remember having a conversation with you going we both went a little bit anti-template, yeah. tried to be perhaps too clever. And it does go to show early in a season, a bit like early in this restart. If you go boring, you're no. probably okay because... If you go boring, then all your competition has also gone boring. So if it doesn't pay off, you're all in the same boat. I think. It, I think it has. I don't. I don't want to be boring, and I
0: don't want to play pick players just for the sake of it because other people are doing it. I mean, we're never going to play like that. But I think. I think it might have been Zofa on the wire who was saying he would rather like be in and around like all of the best players in FPL, and like and then be able to work their way up by making like good decisions going forward, rather than having to claw their way back up from the start right at the beginning. So. It is an interesting thing because, you know, if, if, you're, if you're going against like the casual picks and they've got like 20, 30, 40 points on you, but they pick players that are a bit different and not going to keep on, you've got to back yourself to make up those points by picking the, the, the sensible players. So picking players for the sake yeah. of it just ne- never works. But
1: I just don't have fun doing that. <clears throat> no, like, I get that no. approach and I get there's a lot of pro pundits and amazing managers that do it and it works for them and they have an unbelievable seasons and better rank history than I do. But if I play like that, I get no enjoyment out of the game. I yeah. get enjoyment from picking Havertz, whether he wins or loses. This game week going against Mitrovic gave me enjoyment, regardless of the outcome. Like genuinely, of course, I want him to blank and I want my player to do well. But I do, I do get enjoyment and excitement from even thinking about that pick before we've even seen the outcome. So well, for you, me, it's worth it. You, you, you and I. If there's a fifty-fifty call, you know, if it's between like. Martinelli
0: or Trossard and we're looking at the stats you know we can't see anything in it we're looking around you we've and got ownership will always gravitate to the lesser owned player and yeah. that, that isn't that that isn't the best
1: way to play no it's I not and feel. I reckon as that probably if you 95% of other content creators probably go the other way yeah. which probably well, we're probably hindered for it but nah we're not good we're not
0: good it's been this long mate look at look, 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 look at all these these seasons not going to change playing. we're not going to change uh, your worst game week was game week 14 Oh no, it wasn't? No, your worst game week was game week 16. So that was um was that the restart or before the restart? That was just before the restart just before the and restart. I
1: did I I did go from like I don't know, was it 200 to 400 or something?
0: Yeah, 247.6 million. Uh, your Yeah, I took a rank. 4
1: point hit for Mares and he didn't even play. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a bad yeah. week. Yeah. Cut. But not long before that I had a one really good game week rank this season. I can't remember what it was, but it was probably something. It was way under a million. Look at that. Can you see it on there. Pope 5, Cancelo 1, Zuma 1, Trippier 7, Bruno 0. Pereira 2, Marceline
0: 6, Salah 2, Bailey 0, Kane 11, Harland with his, basically his only blank with 2, and then just Danny Ward sat on your bench with 11 points, because why not? Oh, shock. <laughs> yeah. Absolute nightmare. Uh, your best game week was game week 13. Uh, which it was a was, really good one, wasn't which it? Which was my worst game week, I think. Oh, nice. So that's where we massively, uh, yeah, you went from 426, 158, uh, 50k game week rank. Uh, Zuma scored for you Harlan captain K.
1: Mitch Pereira. I wonder if he came in and you had Bailey on your bench with 13 <sighs> Mate Can't I don't be think better. I've ever had a 50k I don't always look at game week rank but 50k game week rank I don't think I've ever been anywhere near that
0: If you'd played Bailey you'd have been
1: Yeah I'd have won it <laughs>
0: Manager <laughs> of the week Manager of the week <laughs> It's going to happen Surely it's going to happen one day right We're going to get someone in the community like on Scout or on Twitter who It would are... be cool Because we had the cricketer didn't we
1: Was it um... Oh Stuart Broad Yeah it was Stuart Broad wasn't it yeah. he, was, he was number one That was exciting Before I was producing content, about 10 years ago, I once won won Chelsea Manager of the Month. So it was like, okay. When you support uh, as many teams as you do, you're bound to win one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chelsea's pre-set, unfortunately. Otherwise, if I'd known about this, I'd go for a really weak team that's really not well supported. But I got sent a Chelsea goodie bag. And I was really disappointed. I got sent... It was the worst goodie bag ever. Like, you'd expect (laughs) VIP tickets or something like that. Mm. I got... A fluffy toy, a key ring, a pen, and I was like, "I'm sorry, eight year olds don't play FPL. Why are you sending me like I've just won Manager of the Month? It was it was obviously a month I used loads of chips. Actually, it might have been before the chips were even a thing. Um, this is great. I could just imagine you waiting for like your fifty inch TV to turn up and like all these. I was items. so disappointed because <laughs> they they emailed me through my user email saying you've won Manager of the Month. We want to send you a prize. I was like, brilliant." give me your address. So when the goodie bag turned up and it was built for an eight-year-old, I was so gutted. Still better than the uh, official Premier League prizes. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, right, I have no idea if anyone found that interesting uh, because I'm not checking the <laughs> chat because I've got my, my...
1: No, the chat's lively. Chat is lively. Good to see yeah. so many comments in there. Um, make sure you're liking and subscribing there, oh, guys. Good see 350 of you watching, but only 47 oh, no, likes. Guys. So if you like what you're seeing, hit it. Put up little subscribe thing. Uh, yeah, this oh. is, you might have noticed,
0: quite an informal one um, because... Content is quite hard to do at the moment, but I really fancy doing a stream with Janny, so I thought we'd, we'd do it anyway. Did you hear that a Lionel Messi trading card recently sold for over $500,000 on Golden auctions? Golden is the leading and most trusted destination for some of the most significant pieces of sport and pop culture collectibles. And better yet, it's not just for high ticket items. Golden's new always on marketplace and weekly auctions start at just $5.00. That means collectors of all kinds can enjoy the same quality, convenience and seamless user experience that Golden is known for. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, grade or vault, Golden has something for everyone and is your one stop destination for the love of collecting. Looking to buy a collectible? Great idea. While the S&P 500 fell by an average of nearly 20 percent, collectibles like trading cards actually increased in value. Looking to sell a collectible? Now is the time to do it. Golden is offering all sellers up to 50 percent off marketplace fees before February 17th. Head over to golden.co to get started. That's G-O-L-D-I-N dot C-O. Um, Let's move over to some looking forward. We've been looking back a bit. Let's look forward a little bit more. This is the Premier League table as it stands at the moment. Obviously, we have Arsenal uh, in first. They are eight points ahead of City, but City have their game to play uh, in hand tonight. Uh, Then it's Newcastle in third. Incredible. United in fourth, which... I don't think a lot of people would have been expecting given their first couple of games of the season. Spurs in fifth, which again, I think is incredible given how poor they've been in so many matches I've seen uh, this season. Then it's quite a drop-off. You've got Liverpool in sixth, uh, 28 points. So they're uh, five points off of Spurs, but they have got a game in hand. And then it's, you know, Fulham, Brighton, Brentford, really strong. And then Chelsea down in tenth. So bad. And then down the other end of the table, you've got Southampton right at the bottom with 12 points. They've lost their last five games in a row. Uh, got Wolves doing really poorly. Uh, Everton are in the relegation spots at the moment on goal difference. Uh, West Ham, Bournemouth, Forest, Leeds, Leicester, all on 17. Any of those could be could be dragged into it. It's a very interesting table, isn't
1: it? It really is. I can't believe how many what we expect as kind of lower to mid-table teams are in that top 10. Mm. So when you look at Fulham, you could even argue... Or definitely Brentford, Fulham, Brentford, and possibly even Brighton, massively, massively overachieving. I mean, Brighton—that might be a bit harsh because they are—they're a, a good team with a good manager. Oh no, but... we're we're definitely overachieving. <laughs> yeah, you you are, and and Fulham and Brentford massively overachieving. You know, Brentford are the new giant killers. You know, you go to Brentford now, and it's it's a really tough game, and they just completely outplayed Liverpool all over the park. I thought, you know, brilliant performance, and the same with Fulham at Leicester. Yeah, I mean, Brighton, we, we've got we've got twenty-seven
0: points. Uh, but a game in hand over Spurs, for example, who've got 33 and in fifth. So
1: if we win our game in hand, with three points behind fifth place, and it's... you've got a manager that's now had a bit of time yeah. and settled, you are playing good football. I think yeah. I think Brighton will finish top eight. The, the 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 break helped. The World Cup break helped. I think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, Months it's, of it's training, pretty much. Yeah.
0: It's interesting what's happening with Trossard because um, obviously he he missed the last game. He hasn't started well since since the restart, but. You know, players like Matoma Ferguson's come in. Gross is looking really good
1: again in, in midfield. You know, there's there's a... Solly you know, March. Solly, so Solly good. March is on he's, one. Solly March like a different player. And I, I know. know the system's slightly different. He's playing sort of in a front three on the right. But it, the last couple of goals he scored, you look at and think, wow, this is a, this is not the player I've been watching for five years. It's always been bang average, I've always found. I've never li-
0: I've never rated him. I've never liked yeah. him. And he's he's a bit of a hit and miss with the, with the Brighton fans because he's a academy Player, he's been around oh, for, he? for ages and local lad, local lad, and you know that kind of obviously gets him some respect. But a lot of a lot of fans, including myself, think that he's probably a championship player, you know, yeah. or maybe like lower lower prem. But he has really stepped up in yeah. you know in, in the last few matches, and you know the goal he scored a few weeks ago was you know against Southampton. Top like not he yeah. he's never he never does that. Like he never has the confidence
1: to do that, and I think that's the, the deserved. Beat. Yeah, he's encouraging him to shoot. Yeah. She never even saw sorry much taking shots. Now he's scoring no. goals. Uh, Ria in the chat asks the question I was going to ask you: Is Ferguson worth consideration? I know he's four point five. Is he someone that I mean, at four point five, he's worth consideration because if you are going for that setup, but is he going to be a regular starter if he carries on scoring, or will Welbeck or whoever come mm. back into the eleven when fit? I mean,
0: tricky, tricky to know. Uh, he is really good. Like, he's got an amazing uh, scoring record in the in the under whatever it is 21s uh, for for Brighton he's obviously a really young player really talented i'm surprised with how many minutes he i know he hasn't played a huge i think he's just started two games but he's i'm surprised that he's even at that level to be considered to, yeah. to be starting but he definitely hasn't done himself any you know <laughs> any any wrongs with with his last performance i think he's going to be rotated in and out I, he's not I, he's, he's not going to regularly start i don't think he's he's it's too, too much pressure to put on him um yeah. the good thing is though undav has been awful even in the, all the chances he's got, Trossard is so ineffective in that false nine position and has been for the last few weeks. So it's just Welbeck really, who's, who's the competition. And you know when Welbeck's got Sick a bit mate. of an injury, exactly, you kind of think maybe it's. I think if you're going if you're going five in midfield, you definitely get Ferguson. Definitely.
1: Yeah. and if Brighton do double in a couple of weeks, and it looks like it will be a good double if they do, so he's
0: going to he's he's get minutes off the bench, even if he even if he doesn't play. Uh, if he doesn't start, so you know if he's got a double, if he's got good fixtures, maybe he plays one of the doubles and and comes off the bench in the other. That's decent for four or five. If he can, should be good. Yeah, I like him better than Greenwood like and and those. Yeah,
1: and Deserby will pick kids like he did at Sarswallow. Yeah. He's got a brilliant reputation of it, and we've already seen at Brighton. He's not scared to pick the younger players. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Any other surprises? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there's a few teams I want to I want to pick. Out. I mean Brentford um, in ninth. I mean they've won three of their last five games and two draws, so unbeaten in the last. In the last five, there was a bit of a period where they were looking a bit ropey. They had lots of injuries and the thing. But then they beat City, came into the restart, have been playing well. And then now they beat Liverpool as well.
1: What a, job, what a job he's doing. Yeah, Tom Frank is a good manager. And he plays different systems. He's moved from like a back five to a four, sometimes mm. goes back to a five. The front two, we thought, oh, Tony's not playing against Liverpool. Visser comes in. Vissa looks amazing and Bomo's such a good player. Like they've always got a threat. They always feel that like they're a team that are gonna score. And when we think about FPL, we're always looking for teams that will score. Whether Brentford are ninth or nineteenth, if they're scoring goals, their assets become part of our thinking. Because mm. Brentford are a team you back in any individual fixture to have a go and to score. So, you know, the numbers here, I'm just looking at the goal scored. I think they're only on thirty, but you know, Chelsea have only scored twenty. You know. know, they've scored they've scored fifty percent more goals. Good mass. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's good. Um Yeah. I mean, Chelsea, uh, we've got to talk about Chelsea. I mean, 20 goals scored, 18 conceded. I mean, 18 conceded is is good. You, you know, you look at the yeah, teams, you look yeah. at all the teams around them, you know, Brentford have conceded 28, Brighton 25, Villa 26, Palace 25, Leicester 31. You know, these are all a lot of, they're not conceding too many goals. I mean, they, they, they look ropey a lot of the time. There's teams that can kind of, play through the middle of them and, and create chances. But 18 goals scored. I mean Man City have conceded 16 and they're yeah. second. So there's not there's not much in it between them, but City have scored 44 goals and Chelsea have scored 20. It it just isn't working, is it?
1: Yeah, and it shows like that's why Kepper is a good pick, but that's probably mm. why Havertz isn't a good pick. So um Yeah, they need to sort something out in that final third. Sterling, the transfer, hasn't really worked out. But the system changes every week. Uh, We've seen Mount playing in midfield, which looks slightly better. And we've seen Pulisic and Sterling and Havertz as a front three, which look very good against Bournemouth. Not so good against Forest, but again, time will tell. In the next couple of... This double game week will tell us a lot more about Chelsea attack because we'll see the City fixture. Sure, not much is expected. But then it's Fulham, another really good test. So by the time we get to game week 20... Monitoring that Chelsea attack will be something we we know a lot more about. Mm. But, you know, you look at it and think they've scored less, fewer goals than the likes of, you know, Leicester and Leeds who are below them. And Leeds are a team I want to point out. They're in 14th. One reason why I don't have Leeds and we'll look at our projections of teams to go down is I look at the teams to go down and always think the teams that go down are the teams that struggle to score goals. And Leeds are a team that I feel like will score enough goals to stay in this mm. division. And even the game last night, both West Ham and Leeds, you think they've got enough firepower to stay up. And again, it was a brilliant game to all. But they just need to sort their defences out. Or, of course, they, they could still go down. But it's the teams that don't score goals that I usually identify to go. That's why I'm worried for you. That's why I think you go down. Yeah, I mean,
0: you look at you look at Leicester and Leeds. I mean, Leicester with 26 goals scored, Leeds with 25. And then you look at all the other teams, like, below them. Exactly. Forest have scored just 13. Bournemouth, 18. West Ham. West Ham, 15. I mean, West Ouch. Ham. I mean, I just covered that of the other ones off. Everton, 14. Wolves. Wolves, 11. 11 goals for Wolves this season. That is the that's lowest <laughs> in the league. In Southampton, 15. But West Ham, I mean, they've had four losses and a draw in, in the last five games they've they've you know they've brought paqueta in who's like been yeah. starting for brazil absolute complete flair players they've brought Skumaka in, you know from, yeah. from italy they've got Bowen there they've got creswell they've got rice that can rice creativity is like... all over the place
1: yeah. how can they be 17th and have only scored 15 goals There's always a team that you say way too good to go down. And and it was West Ham 10 years ago, whenever it was that Decanio Canio and Joe Cole team. Surely West Ham aren't going to go down. And I don't have them in my projections as they will, but it's concerning for them. And if the, if the winds don't pick up, then I think Moyes will go. Um, And I do blame the manager because on paper, that team is comfortably a top 10 team. You know, they've been playing in Europe the last couple of seasons in the conference league the names you've just listed as, I mean, Paqueta starts for Brazil, for God's sake, <laughs> and he's in a relegation scrap. <laughs> now, did you hear my, my thing on, uh, on Black Box?
0: My, my, my favourite tweet ever uh, was, uh, someone tweeted like on, on Boxing Day, um, Watching Moyes try and utilise Paquetta is like watching my nan try and set up the new Sky Q box. (laughs) I did. I saw that. I I actually saw that tweet. I love it. That is so bang on. It's such a good tweet. Such a good tweet. Um, Right, let's go to the other end of the table. Let's go to the the top. We are going to talk about Arsenal-Man City in a bit more detail when we do our our predictions. But let's talk about Newcastle and and United uh, first. Both on 35 points. Newcastle have played a game more. The most amazing thing about Newcastle is they've only lost one game all season. And that was that, what, 90 seventh minute
1: winner for oh, Liverpool yeah. in a game they did not deserve they, to lose they were the better team yeah
0: one loss for Newcastle uh, you know this stage last season they were you know before Howe took over over Christmas they were bottom of the league
1: yeah that's our rate I mean we see Newcastle as defensively solid with FPL you know Trippier and Pope Botman coming into our thinkings even Shah should be and it, it, it shows they've lost one game they are so hard to beat and so hard to score against um it's, Fewest it's goals a,
0: conceded in the league, eleven.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, it's a shame they've drawn eight. You convert two or three of those draws to wins mm. and that that are top of the league or very close to it. Um, and maybe that's the thing that, that will hold them back slightly is have they got the firepower? Now, sure, they have scored a fair few goals. They're not competing with Arsenal and City for goals, 32. But... Um, but they have drew nil-nil with Leeds. They drew 0-0 with Arsenal. And Almiron can't score you a Worldie every week. Mm. Um, is there enough firepower? Do they need to buy that one player? They buy James Madison, for example. And you think, okay, that, that's what we need. And I do think that to be considered a top four team on paper, this current 11, I still think they're lacking that one creative, reliable asset. And look, as good as Almiron has been, let's not forget, for four years, he's been absolutely pants. So we don't know if this is going to continue. and We can't rely on it necessarily. We keep saying it every week and he keeps scoring. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has blanked in the last two, oh, but he did score after thank the restart. God, finally. I mean, that goal
0: he scored after the restart was absolutely... Oh, that was a great goal. Out. I mean, everyone was saying he's not going to carry this on. There's no, there's no way. And then look, he just like gets the ball over the top from Gamera and so just runs and just slots it through like a
1: elite striker it's just oh, come on stop it stop it and Gamirez is as good as it gets isn't he like I think Gamirez starts for any Premier League team Absolutely. any team in world football I don't know Absolutely. how he's going not start for Brazil he is outstanding he
0: is he's that kind of
1: he's that signing that a team
0: like Newcastle needs to make who you know City did it with a couple of got silver in and, and Yaya Toure and yeah. that's when that kind of the next level of players started coming in and I think Newcastle have done that with him and you know Isaks I think has been unlucky with with injuries but he he looks like a really good good option and they're going to make a couple of marquee signings over the next few windows and yeah they're going to be real I mean if they're third already you know at this point in a couple of years they they're really going to be looking to win to win it. Um, yeah. I agree uh, with that. Uh, yeah. Good foundation. start Absolutely. at the back and they're keeping the cleans and they're investing in the academy and the training facilities everything it's yeah. Future's very bright. Uh Speaking of future bring bright, I mean, the best thing that could have happened to United seemingly was Ronaldo leaving and, and doing that Piers Morgan interview and, and buggering off. I mean, they are fourth. They've won their last four games uh, and looking solid, defensively sorted things out, different shape yeah. systems. Shaw's come in. Martinez isn't even back yet. Uh, yeah. You know, Wan-Bissaka's been playing and, and, and doing all right. And then up front, they've now got this much more fluid um, system with, with Martial leading the line and Rashford in great form. I mean, fourth, to be in fourth place you, you, where United are, I mean, hats off to Ten Hag because that is, that is a hell
1: of an achievement, I think. It's very good. He's clearly a very good coach. And again, he's, he's what managers often do when they move to new clubs, and Eddie Howe did it, we're seeing Ten Hag do it. You start at the back, and, and, and it's so much easier to sort the defence than sort mm. the attack. Sorting an attack takes tons of time on the training ground, sometimes time in the transfer market. Sorting the defence just needs some good, good tactics and some good training and that's what these managers have done and united very solid now at the back to the point where we're buying united defenders who'd have thought we were buying luke shaw for our fpl team six months ago um casemiro has been a brilliant signing and is seriously world class we know that my concern with united is if rashford does pick up an injury he has he is someone that's got a bit of a history of of injuries, although he's flying at the moment. And as for as long as he's flying, they'll win games. But you take Rashford out that front line, and again, a bit like I said with Newcastle, you could argue it lacks firepower, because where else do the goals come from in that United team? Casemiro pops up with a couple, but that's not his role. Rashford's goals have been needed, because we still need Anthony, Sancho when he plays, and Martial when he's fit. Those three guys need to step up with some goals. Well, Philander- I mean, Fernandez
0: needs to needs, needs um, step up. And Bruno! Forgot I mean, about Bruno.
1: Exactly. Everyone forgets
0: about, about Bruno. And, and I mean, I know he scored a lot of penalties, but he was still, you know, so involved in, in the goals. And he's picking no. up the old assist here and there, but I still don't really consider him an FPL player option I know some people even with him. penalties he's just
1: not is he no it's weird it's very weird it was a weird season that for him when he, when he was getting one uh, it was the of... first season of VAR in the prem mm. though so we got a ton of penalties that year more than we've ever had and we've we won't get close to that because it no. was like they were they were just playing with VAR and yeah, they were giving yeah. a penalty that's, every week that's it yeah um Casemiro has been in been an unbelievable signing you, you never really know what you're going to get
0: with, with a player like that you know still signed for big money obviously won everything is the motivation going to be there But God, he's he's just been—he's just a great player, isn't he? Just uh, you need to be playing at ten percent, and he's still often the best player on the pitch. Um, Anthony, though, jury's still out a little bit. Looks a bit easy
1: to play against him at the moment. He's because he's only got one foot as well. Like Mm. he just wants to be on that left foot. Like you show him outside, and he will only cut back. Um, So I don't know. Time will tell. I often back a manager that buys players from some that he's already worked with. So that's the only thing that I think saves Anthony in my head is that he will become a success because no one knows him better than Ten Hag. But I'm massively questioning it. I mean, he's. I I I think it'll be a long time, if ever, he justifies that sort of price tag. And you could argue Sancho the same, but that's the United tax. That's what happens when United often will buy a player. They it's an extra twenty percent more than anyone else will have to pay because you're selling to United. But yeah. Maybe he comes good. I'd love to see Sancho come good, but time will tell, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It really is.
0: it's strange because especially because
1: looks... I think he wants to play on the left ideally. And look, mm. Rashford's going to be starting on the left for a very long time. Rashford is that's clearly his best position. Rashford at times wanted to be a number nine. He's not, but wide left, he's he's playing out of skin.
0: It's, it's amazing how
1: few of these like big big money moves work out.
0: Like yeah, when you look, Chelsea at, the same. Yeah, I mean, when you look at some of the you know the most. I mean, Grealish, okay, he's he's doing okay, but not pulling up trees. Lukaku, absolutely dreadful. You look at Anthony. You look at Sancho. There's, I mean, yeah. I think I think I was looking at the list, and the only player that really looked like he'd had a gone on and had like an amazing you know few years after signing for big money was Van Dyck. But everyone else on there is just you look at it and think this has been a, a flop. Um, yeah. Very strange. There must be some psych- maybe there's some psychological element to that. Um, you know, the pressure that comes with a big money move like that. We'll we'll never know about that, Jenny. I've we'll got a list of the
1: one. top ten. This was written, I think, a few months back. I'll just blitz through it. Right, equal at number ten, number nine, Havertz and Kepper. Well, Jury's mm. massively out on both. Yeah, uh, still young, Pepe. but at the moment, not yeah. great. Pepe, 72 oh, million God. Arsenal spent on Pepe. Oh my God. And then it's Sancho at 73 million again. So Van Dyke is number seven. Yeah. Okay, Van Dyke's the one we can give. 75 million, but worth every penny. Lukaku again. Maguire, 80. Anthony. Pogba, 89. Again, he had his God. moments, but. And then Lukaku again when he didn't sign for United, but signed to Chelsea. And then Grealish. So you yeah. look at that and think... One, one
0: player on him. Well, that's what I mean. Van Dijk. Just Van <laughs> Dijk. Well, quite weird, isn't it? Very, very weird. You know, a lot, a lot of those players have signed from, you know, other leagues, like Germany and, and Italy and, and places, and, and flopped. But, yeah, I, I think it shows the, the competitiveness of, of the Premier League. And also, I think there is definitely some kind of psychological element that comes with, with, with coming. But, yeah, like you said, like we said, a lot of those players are young. They've still got time to turn it around. But will they turn it around at the club's... That paid that money, or will they get a, a you know a cut price move to another club and then start building their reputation yeah. up? It'd be interesting to know. Um, all right, let's take a look at some predictions. How things are going to go. Uh, this is top six and bottom three predictions from us. I didn't deliberately didn't look at yours before I did these. Um, so you've gone for City to win the league, uh, Arsenal second, uh, United third, Newcastle in fourth, Chelsea in fifth, which I think is just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I couldn't. I just couldn't go any lower. <laughs> I think that's ve- very hopeful, seeing as where they are at the moment. Uh, and then Liverpool in sixth. Um, I've gone for Arsenal to win it. Uh, I think they. I think they're too far ahead, and I, I can't. I can't see them losing enough games. They've, they've. They've lost one game all season. Is it to City? And that they, again, they shouldn't have. The Similar to Newcastle, they shouldn't have lost that that match. Mm. I thought maybe teams would like learn. To... No, that
1: was against United.
0: Was it against you? Oh, they lost two
1: then. And they they just, have... they the thing that I, the reason I put City first as is because they haven't played Arsenal yet, so they've got two six point games. Ah, to play. Okay. so I just yeah. think if City win both those mm. games, then it. it All of a sudden looks, okay, it's a two-horse race again. And I think they will win both those games. So that's the only reason I went City, to be different.
0: That's good. good. I'm getting confused between last season. They lost to City last season, didn't they? they Uh, Okay. Yeah, haven't played City. But the
1: game Arsenal did lose to Man United was at Old Trafford. I remember well because I was on holiday and I watched it. I I remember watching it thinking Arsenal were the better team. And I think Martinelli had a goal this which was really... Close call, offside decision. So again, you could argue like the one game they've lost, they were really unlucky. They're, yeah. that, they're that good. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, you're right. If if City can win those those games against them and claw the deficit, it's going to be difficult. But Arsenal have only lost one game and drawn two and won the rest. And if anything, it's City that look a little bit more yeah. patchy. Which again is 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 weird because if you've got Haaland up top and you think they're just going to blitz teams, but that Everton result was was a really weird one because they. They had all the possession, but they re- they did struggle to create good chances. And it does seem like a team only really needs one half chance against them, and it, it can it can go in. Whereas Arsenal look so solid every time I see them. They do. It's gonna be cl- it's gonna be close between them. But... but they
1: did. This is the same Arsenal team, same Arsenal manager, and I l- really like Arteta. And I said the same last season. This isn't just because they're doing well, but they did struggle at the end of the season to get Mm. over the line they missed out on top four and I just wonder if there's enough I think there's enough personality there but is there enough natural is there enough experience I'm sure they've got enough leaders they're doing very well but when push comes to shove in, in March and April and you go away to I don't know your tricky away games do you still get those three points I think City do and I don't know if Arsenal always will so it's going to be a fascinating title race and I think the fact that those two teams still have to play each other twice makes it for incredible viewing.
0: Yeah. I mean, they've you know they've got to keep their squad fit, obviously. I mean, Jesus is, is injured and Nketi has come in and, and been doing all right. They can't afford to lose Odegaard or Saka or one of those key gifts. If that happens... Like, you look at City and you think, even if Haaland got injured, they'd just bring Alvarez yeah. in. You know, there's, there's no player really and that's maybe De Bruyne, that you'd think, OK, this massively harms their... their thing, because another player just sort of in. Whereas Arsenal there's there's a couple of really key players even the defence I mean Saliba or Gabriel if one of those got injured I think they'd, they'd be in, in big trouble so yeah, yeah. And, and January's going to be key they they need to get this, this uh, winger over the line I think from Schattar kind of Mur- yeah. Mur- Mur- Murdick is that his name? yeah. Mudrick. because Chelsea are apparently swooping for him and, yeah. That's, Chelsea's transfer <laughs> policy is amazing just go for anyone who <laughs> might be available anyone. Yeah. Uh, we've both gone for United in third, both gone for Newcastle in fourth. I mean what a hell of a season that would be for, for Howe yeah. uh, if he can get Newcastle fourth. But looking at the points and looking at the other teams around them, you know, you've you've gone for Chelsea next, I've gone for Liverpool. You haven't even got Spurs in the top six. I've just about yeah in, in the top six.
1: I made this before last night's games, but I'm still gonna go without Spurs. I mean, they weren't good. They weren't good. Hannes dominated half. that first half, that didn't first they?
0: half. I don't know what is going on with them. the difference between the first and the second
1: half. Performances. Yeah. It's,
0: it's unbelievable.
1: It's a difference to goal mates, isn't it? Because if Palace go 1 0 up, they'd probably carry on and, and win the game comfortably. And if Spurs go 1 0 up, then, well, we saw if they win the game comfortably. Yeah. Um, bottom
0: three. Uh, you've gone... I'm really surprised with your bottom team. Your bottom team you've gone for is Forest. I'm guessing that fits with your oh, strategy. Oh, sorry.
1: I didn't necessarily do an order on these two. Ah, uh, okay. okay. But we, we... Yeah, I mean, it's we've both gone for sometimes. the same, same two and then we've gone Everton yeah. or Forest. yeah. Yeah.
0: I've, I've gone for... I think Bournemouth and Southampton, I think that is looking increasingly likely. Bournemouth have done well, you know, when they first got rid of, of Parker. But the squad's small. There's no... There's not many goals. They're conceding too many. Southampton, I think, just have the worst squad in the league, and Jones hasn't implemented any form of new identity. The fans have already yeah. turned against him. Yeah. They're just—they're just a bad team. They had to get a result last night absolutely. for me. Absolutely, absolutely. Forest away have against... scored one goal. Oh, come on, it's so so bad. And then I think that third position though is 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 tough. I mean, you've gone for Forest. I mean, could well be they—they they are picking up points in in crucial games. Yeah, I've gone for Everton just because I think the wheels have just completely fallen off now. Um, I think they have to get rid of Lampard, but are they going to? Who comes in? The squad isn't that great. Who turns it round? I think they're in trouble. But then there are teams around them that are in trouble as well.
1: The lack of who comes in is a massive question Mm. for clubs that are considering sacking their manager because sack them in December when you've got a month, six weeks off, you can still then go to your managers that have never managed in the Premier League before or your managers just from overseas. So, Wolves and Villa, really smart, they got Emery in, they got Lopetegui in, and they gave them four, five, six weeks on the training ground during the mm. World Cup. It means they get a whole good run at the second half of the season. You sack your manager now, and you massively regret not doing it two months before, and that that's the position Everton are in. They're thinking, if we were going to move, should we have moved two months ago? Well, probably yes, but... I I think you pro- I think Everton this week or next week have a really winnable fixture. I can't remember who it's against. I think off the back of that we'll know. I think they play Southampton at home. Mm, if it. Everton beats Southampton, then yeah, maybe things are okay again. That's how they'll see it. But if they lose to Southampton, I think Lampard will go.
0: Yeah.
1: But I think they'll beat Southampton because they are the team I have as comfortably finishing bottom of the league. The reason I think I've got Forrest in there and it's tough because it's between Everton Forrest... You could say West Ham, Wolves, Leeds. I think all those teams outside of Forest will score enough goals. And it just comes down to the goals question, including Everton. I think they've got more firepower than Forest. And I just question, will Forest score enough? Yeah. Um, and I did this prediction before last night's win. Um, and it was good to see them score. And I do like the fact that they're now playing E on the left and um, the Welsh lad on the right. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, Mark Love. And it. Johnson on the right, and then Gibbs White as a sort of 10 behind them. That front three looks like it might score a few more goals, so we'll see. But it's a tight one to call. I'm going Forrest just.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, Alex, Michael in the chat says Forrest, I'm beaten at home in the last six, so there's no chance they'll go down. I mean, that is, they are a different, they're a completely different team at home. I mean, picking up a win away yesterday against Southampton, it was huge yeah. because they they've looked not right. And I think, again, the, the breaks helped them because. You know, Cooper's been able to work with them and and you know with his his 55 players, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just I just look at these 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 teams and I think you look at Everton last year and Everton stayed up because Richarlison just went on a mad one towards the end. Um, You look at West Ham, there's players in that team that can that can get them out of it. Um, You look at you look at Everton, I look at Wolves, I look at Southampton. I think they're going to try. I think Forest have got a couple of players that can do it. And when, mm. and when I has stepped up, Johnson is, is a good player. But Gibbs White
1: is is a very talented player. I do really like Gibbs White. Again, mm. I think for good fixture runs, he might be someone we even look at in FPL at some point. Yeah, mm. Forest home form. I can't forget. and It's a good comment in the chat because in that in those six home games, I think they've beaten Liverpool and Chelsea as well. Like they, they'll they'll beat anyone at home clearly.
0: I don't think Mark will come back to FPL next year. If not, if Forest get relegated, he finishes four billion. Then I think he's that, that's, that's probably him. That's probably him done. So yeah, let's all hope for a uh, for a Forest, uh, you know, ascendancy. Um, finally, then just look at some differentials. We haven't really focused too much on on FPL uh, being more of a general chat about about stuff. Um, here I will just put together some players that I think could be decent uh, differentials for us going between now and the end of the season. Mm -hmm. sort of this by XGI per 90 obviously some of these players have got quite a few uh, quite little minutes so take it with a bit of a pinch of salt Uh, but let's just go through some of these so we've mentioned Ferguson 0.5% ownership really good XGI per 90 but it's only started two two games so maybe not getting two side what do you think hit
1: hit or miss hit I think he's going to get some minutes because of the injuries Brighton get but if he keeps scoring it will be hard to drop him as well um and a good manager that plays attacking football, proper attacking football. This manager, so I think we'll all be buying him very soon. if, yeah. he, if he, I, I really do. Especially if they double. Yeah, good, good,
0: good time to buy him as well. I mean, we've got this, we've got this game against Liverpool, but then we go into potential double, and then it's Bournemouth, Palace, Fulham, <sighs> Newcastle tough, West Ham leads. I mean, it's a, it's a really, really good run of games. The only reason we won't buy him is <coughs> Matoma. <Yep. laughs> we'll buy one of them, won't we? I know, I'm annoyed at myself with Matoma, he's on, he's on this list as well, because I, I went for Trossard, but I kind of knew that Matoma was the better option, but it's price, it was like yeah. I had money, I had the money for Trossard, so I went for the more, one, another another lesson I learned. Uh, Martial next, extra up in 0.69, just to give that a bit of context, uh, 0.69 means that they're kind of, well, they're, they're basically ne- they're averaging over a, a, a some kind of return, an expected return of every two games. Yeah, which is, which is really high. So not, anything over 0.6 is, is basically really, really good. So though Martial's points haven't been great, this XGI per 90 is high. 4.7% yeah. ownership. A lot of people are going to drop him, I think, because the fixtures turned a bit, but I might stick with him for a bit.
1: Yeah, I think I would if I was already invested, I think I'd be sticking with him because the chances are coming. And he's building fitness. Like those 70-minute performances he's getting will soon turn to 90-minute mm. performances. He's not getting 90 because of his fitness.
0: Yep. Uh, Wilson down to five percent ownership. Obviously, got his fitness concerns, but he's, he's always he's, he's, he's always
1: lowly owned for some reason. 5%. Like, I was so this at that. season. I think I think next season he'll be really highly owned because his price will drop a bit. Maybe he's just in that. I think he's he seven point five. Mm. If he was six point five or seven, he'd he'd have really high ownership. So yeah, the goals will come for him.
0: Yep, uh, we've stuck. I've stuck Foden in. He uh, yeah. is still fifteen point three percent owned high shop 90 0.55 I mean he's two starts in six or something ridiculous like that
1: yeah it might even be two and seven cause he yeah. Missed, yeah it's so bad but he will become flavour of the month again and Pep does this and when he is and when he's starting four and five you probably want him in your team yeah mm. I mean he's he's a differential because I think it's going to put a lot of people off
0: going back to him, this, this run. Yeah, um, so been done. Yeah. But that's when we've benefited from him in the
1: past, when, when everyone's
0: yeah. got this feeling. So Yeah,
1: I only buy Foden when he's 5% owned yeah, and exactly. it works. Yep. <laughs> but, but buy him at 30% owned and he, he'll almost certainly miss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Matoma's next. 0.6% ownership still really wow. low. XGIP 90 of 0. 0.5. There's a few people asking me in the chat about, um, will Trossard continue on the bench? Chris Yang says, how do you think Trosser will come back to play in the next few games? I don't know. I don't know if he will, because I think... Trossard's best position is left wing. Is Matoma's. That is Matoma. There's no way Matoma is going to be dropped from the left wing. So Trossard either plays false nine or is a ten in that position. I mean, it's against Liverpool. We scored a hat-trick against them in that match. I think he probably comes back in and plays the false nine position in that game. But you, you buy <sighs> Matoma. I mean, I think you, if you've got Trossard, you take the money out of Trossard, put it in
1: Matoma and strengthen elsewhere. That's what I'm doing this week. I agree. I, I think I told you my theory on Trossard a few months back that I can't remember if his contract's up in the summer or in 12 months' time, but the fact that his contract is up soon, yeah. I just wonder if Brighton wants some return on that and therefore he could be sold in Jan. And I know we haven't seen links and it's not been making the gossip column pages, but then the fact that he was left out as well just makes me think maybe he's pushing for a move and the club mm. are thinking maybe they cash in, so... I would be swerving him at any cost. Yeah, I've sold him. He he, he, he was he was my early he was my early early move. I I think I should
0: have I should obviously have waited. I I did just forget about about the cup the cup (laughs) games, Um, but yeah, I wanted rid of him and I wanted Matoma so. I like that. And
1: at least you're catching price rises because Matoma will go up. 0.2% he was after the World Cup because when building my unlimited transfer teams, I genuinely looked at Matoma and that was because I'd seen him do so well in the World Cup. And the reason I didn't buy him was he was never getting 90 minutes. Game week 17, the first thing I checked for was how many minutes did Matoma get? He got 90, and I was thinking straight away, he's a bye. What, what he was played he... Arsenal, so I didn't want him, and then he went and scored two. I know. What, what was but interesting not... about that game, that first game back, was he looked knackered in that game. Yeah. And
0: and Zerbi just wouldn't sub him.
1: Yeah. Just absolutely got... wouldn't sub him. So His first set in 90 minutes, I was like, yeah. okay, now he's a serious FPL player. Yeah. And 0.2% owned at the time. I was like, this would be great. I, I thought when De Zerby took over, I thought we'd have an over-reliance on Trossard.
0: And yeah. the way he's improved so many players in that side is really, really impressive. I think my dad, even my dad's a fan now of Deshbey, and he was, he was he was calling for him to be sacked when uh, we came against <laughs> Forrest. Typical, typical, uh, typical Brighton fan. Um, Kulusevski, four uh, point five percent. I started with him since the restart. He's been a nightmare because he got injured, which hasn't been ideal. Um, but you know, if you're backing Spurs to to come into the top four, then uh, and you can't afford Kane, for example. He's arguably
1: the next best option, I'd say. Yeah, we just need him fit because <clears throat> he's such a good creative source. Yep. Ollie Watkins? Yeah, I 2. gave 8? you the Watkins name, didn't I? Mm, I just, I, it was, again, before last night when Aston Villa didn't look so good and Watkins came off, things came on and scored the goal. But the way Emery wants to play with the fast counter-attack of Bailey and Watkins, I think we're going to see some it will be Watford Watkins trolling he'll miss loads of chances but i do think he's going to get some goals as well and villa are a team i think probably going places because i like the manager and i like the 11 on paper
0: see i i i do i like
1: this list because i think genuinely
0: these players could all be players that we put in our side because it's coming at a time when we're looking at like strikers like martial and mitrovic and people yeah. looking at the fixtures and thinking, "Oh, these are these are getting a bit tough." We're looking at eight million mids, and okay, Saka's doing well, but there's also Odegaard and, and Martinelli there, so that could be a spot yeah. for a, a Kuliszewski or a Madison, who's, who's also on this list. Uh, just three point nine percent ownership um, for Madison, and look how much they've struggled without him. Um, Sterling, I've got on here five point one percent ownership. I mean, you've got Chelsea to finish fifth.
1: Yeah, Surely. we're going to need goals if, if, goals if they do. Yep. Now, all mine are coming from Havertz, mate, my captain this game week. Um, <laughs> he hasn't made the list. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about Sterling. The, the problem with Sterling is just going to be the price. Um, but the the way the game has gone so far this season, and certainly looking at this list, makes you think that you've actually got more than enough money because there's so many good value picks. Yeah. You've had the likes of Almer on delivering. Andreas has been a good pick. Yep. Matoma. So with that in mind, having a luxury in there like a Sterling who's close to a premium price point, but never really delivered like a premium price point in a premium player in a Chelsea shirt. Yeah, maybe we get those signs, but the jury's still out for yep. me.
0: Uh, and Bomo, we mentioned him, 2.3% oh, so owned. I mean, his extra job in 90 is not that high, 0.39. But what was interesting was life without Tony, when he, you know, they play against Liverpool, Tony yes. was in the squad because of injury, he stepped up.
1: Double he becomes it. the main man. And I mm. also think, as I remember this, I think I remember you in a pub in London watching an Mbomo penalty. I'm pretty sure without Tony, Mbomo's on penalties. And if he is, then again, life without Tony, depending on how the betting scandal goes, um, could he miss games? And if so, does not Mbomo get pens and become the main man? If so, you like him. Unbelievable one he sent through next.
0: Couldn't he, I had to reread it five times. Yeah, yeah. William
1: yeah. <laughs> I was speaking to my good friend who I do another pod with, Chasing Green Arrows, Dean Jones, who's a Fulham season ticket holder. And he is raving about William. He's just said, I thought he was coming for one last paycheck. Like, I thought he was done because at Arsenal he was useless. But Fulham fans are loving him. And watching him live against uh, Leicester on Tuesday night, he got the assist for the Mitrovic goal. He was like Fulham's best player. And he's on set pieces. He's taken at least half, if not more, of the set pieces of Andreas Pereira, which is bad for us because we yeah. all own Andreas. Um, so just just keep your eye on William because he's got a goal threat and he's brilliant at free kicks.
0: Yeah, three three assists, one goal for William, but he only really started playing in game week 11. It's not a horrendous return. It's not he's, bad. No, one, one double digit this season. Um, Robertson. I was surprised at Robertson's ownership. 5.5% ownership. That's really low. Trent's is still high. Trent's is still like 17, 18%, something <laughs> like that. There were some people really interested in, in Robertson and then he kind of got that bit of a knock, didn't he? And then Liverpool just keep
1: conceding loads of goals.
0: Do you think Liverpool turned it round defensively?
1: If they do, I do think Robbo's the pick because I've, he's cheaper than Trent and arguably more attacking. I know Trent's just got an assist, but Robbo in the last year and a half has been on corners mm. with Trent. They share them. So he's got the set-piece threat and he's cheaper. Will Liverpool keep clean sheets? I mean, Van Dijk looks like he's going to be out for a little while. So mm. you'd assume the the clean sheets don't start anytime soon. Um I mean, they the, let up more big chances than nearly almost every team in the league, don't they? That's well they haven't they haven't, they haven't kept a clean sheet since game week 12
0: which was against West Ham. Um they've conceded to Forest, Leeds, Spurs, Southampton, Villa, Leicester, Brentford. I mean you would expect clean sheets in in numerous games in that spell.
1: They need top four as well. That team yeah. needs top four. Oh like God. the players they've got there. I know,
0: imagine their front their front three or front ten or whatever it is, playing in the bloody Europa <laughs> yeah. e Conference or something. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um Genonto, he's exploded on the scene a little bit. Uh not two percent ownership. Really low.
1: You you put him on your list, you like him? And it's Nonto, you don't pronounce the G. Oh, my apologies. Um, Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the easiest way of remembering this as is, is you wouldn't say Genocki, you'd say Nokie. I might say Gnocchi, to be fair. <laughs> okay. If you do just, say just, just to annoy you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the silent G from uh, Nonto, the Italian. Um, I, I, again, gave you, the, gave you his name before watching last night's games and he scored. And I thought, oh God, am I going to have to take Nonto yeah, off my list? I can, I can confirm he was on the list before, the, before he scored. 7pm, yep. <laughs> an hour before he scored the goal. I just like that Leeds attack. When we looked at the numbers to see how many goals they've scored, both Somerville at 4.2 and Nonto at something like 4.4, whatever, listed as midfielders, I just think that they're a fun team to watch. When the fixtures are good, they will score two, three goals a game. And when they're scoring two, three goals a game, we should have a bit of that attack. And he's a fun player. He's 19. He's definitely not going to be at Leeds long. Like This is a potential superstar in the making for a 19-year-old to be doing what he's already mm. doing. The Leeds fans love him. Um, the fifth-choice midfielder is so difficult at the moment because Andreas has been so good for us. Matoma is now clear the the, the standout if we make that move. But there are still names like Somerville and Nonto that will have their well, N- moments. Nonto's a forward. Oh, is he... Listed? Oh, okay, Somerville's a midfielder then. Yeah. So how much is Nonto?
0: Nonto's five.
1: Oh, he's five. five and forward. Somerville's 4.2 mid, isn't he? Yeah, but Nonto started the last three. Um... Up, yeah up he's a 5 million yeah it's a good it's good but then the, and then you got ferguson at 4.5 is an option mm. so there are loads of these good bun- budget players uh but like brighton leader attack who i'm always confident about uh
0: cole bogler says as breaks his spaghetti in
1: half before cooking it doesn't, doesn't everyone do? That?
0: <laughs> does everyone not do that
1: oh my goodness as you don't do you
0: so how would how you fill it in the pan
1: you have to you have to leave it, let it cook for about thirty seconds and then you can bend it round. Oh no, I don't I definitely break it in half. Oh my mum breaks it and my dad's always <laughs> like, Oh God Absolutely.
0: No, <laughs> definitely definitely break it. Um Alex Mitchell says Rodrigo as well. We're talking about non toy Rodrigo, six point five percent ownership, six point three million, best points per minute of all midfielders. Yeah, and he pays up front. Yeah, scored again. I mean, he was. Everyone had him, didn't they? At the start of the season. It's amazing how much his ownership has has gone down. Actually, is he really 6.3%? Six, yeah, yeah, he, six, he six point three percent? Six. Yeah, because he must have been twenty percent yeah, plus. Yeah, absolutely. Six. I think we're up to about twenty five percent. Six point five percent owned now.
1: Um, he's good, and he's. Yep. I don't know. With Bamford not in the team, when Click doesn't play, and he often doesn't, I think Rodrigo's also on pens. Tell me in the chat if I'm wrong. But, mm. He should be. I think he yeah. will. Do. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I start with. Him, I put Paqueta in. I really like Paqueta. I just think he's a fantastic player. I think he's only going to be an option for us if, if Moyes goes. I mean, an XGI for Agreed. 90 of 0.25. That is criminal for a player of yeah. his
1: ability playing in, in that kind of side. So If Moyes goes, I think West Ham will be a team we probably want attack, defence. Like, I think I think yeah. Skamaka will be a good shout as well.
0: Well, I, I, I think if a new manager comes in, he's going to say, right, Paqueta, you are our best player. You and Rice are going to... you know take us up the table and what role do you want to play you know what three kick what set do you want just whatever you want you have it and and we'll work from there build a team around him Um, that's that's what I think anyway but maybe they give me the job and I'll make Paquetta, you know put on everything penalties put him up front (laughs) it'll be great Uh, and then the final player on this list is Gakpo don't have his ownership yet because he's not in the game but don't have his not only because he's not in the game he could be an one though 8 million 8 million mid amazing record for PSV
1: yeah, and he's going to play in a front three. Um On the left, likely, certainly until Luis Diaz and Joshua back fit, the front three is going to be Darwin, Salah and 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 Hakpo. So, yeah, I like him. I mean, it's hard to know when you come from the Dutch League if those numbers stay high. You know, I remember Mattia Kesman at Chelsea and there's been a fair few examples of players from the Dutch League with amazing numbers not doing it in the Premier League. Mm. But we have seen him doing it in Europe. He's played well in the Champions League. We've seen him do it very well in the World Cup. So for me, I think he's going to be a really good match. And knowing we're losing patience with Darwin and knowing we're losing patience with Salah, I I think he could be a good route to that Liverpool attack.
0: I've got to get rid of Darwin. I I know some people are like you know Seb for example is like oh I like him missing all these chances it's you know back it's good he's in the he's, he's back the day all that we're
1: gonna need some returns soon though I can't I can't, <laughs> I can't
0: I can't stand I cannot stand it when he's missing open goal
1: after open goal it's it, I'm so angry at him it's not it's not good for my. At some point, mm-hmm. I think it needs to become a topical discussion and no doubt you'll see discussions on ScoutCast about this. I haven't seen too many of them yet and I feel like this discussion has to take place now. It's at what point do we start thinking Darwin is compromised with seeing Salah's output compromised mm. because the big chances are falling to Darwin and therefore there aren't as many big chances falling to Salah. Yeah. So for as good as you can say they link well and he sometimes puts him in, for me... Darwin not firing is equally as bad on Salah owners. Um, so yeah, a Darwin playing is bad on Salah owners at the moment for me. So I'd be selling Salah before Darwin because of the price. I think
0: really, well, wow, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to, if I mean, if Gakpo comes in, um, you know, takes takes that spot on the left, but then we see other players coming back as well. I mean, Nunes has got to improve. They like, yeah. can't. They can't stick with him. You know, when when Diaz and back, Jota's back, Firmino's back they can't just have Nunes up front missing the amount of chances that he's he's missing. They're going to have, yeah, they'll experiment. Must be
1: so, so frustrating to manage and see that. Klopp's just thinking all these defeats could have been wins with one yeah. of those big chances going yeah. in. A few in the chat mentioned Visser. Fredericks mm. is Visser, yeah. Focus yeah. likes Visser. If Tony's not playing, then I think Visser's a good option. But when Tony is back fit, is going to be on the bench again. He's going to be first sub, isn't he? Because that Mbomo-Tony relationship's not going to be broken.
0: No 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 I, I I think if you're going to go for Brentford attack, you go for Bomo you just yeah, take a punt number there 2.3% uh, ownership excellent um, Jenny we rambled on for an hour thank you no it was good chat uh, we obviously <laughs> missed each other mate yeah always always got to keep our weekly videos uh, going uh, we'll be back for your team selection next week oh. as normal where we'll be focusing on game week 20 uh, yeah thanks everyone it's been, been really good really enjoyed it Uh Give, let us know in the comments if you agree with our predictions. Who's going down? Oh, yeah. Who's going to fish in the top six? If there's any differentials anyone thinks we've missed um, Adams for Being pointed out that Paquetta did take a penalty in the last game. Forgot about that. Yeah. Paquetta. There you
1: go. Yeah, Rice was on the pitch. So yeah. um, Antonio wasn't. But yeah. So that's yeah. what I mean.
0: Give me everything. Give him the lot
1: and, and, and see what happens.
0: Jani, uh, pleasure as always. I will speak to you again next week.
1: See you, mate. See you, team.